Welcome to the discussion, Smart Auto Shopping and Financing, sponsored by PenFed Credit Union. Here's today's moderator, Scott Marcioni. Welcome and thanks for joining us. My guests today are Jay Fee, the Vice President of Consumer Banking at PenFed Credit Union, Chris Klazinski, the Director of Direct Auto Lending at PenFed Credit Union, and Sean Worthy, the Assistant Vice President for Corporate and Business Development at PenFed Credit Union. It's a real pleasure having you here. And, and just to kick off this conversation, one of the first things I wanted to ask you about is auto refinancing. Uh, it's something that uh, is a, a, a word that we hear a lot, but I'm not sure that everyone knows exactly what it is. I certainly am not as uh, up to date on it as, as much as I should be. So I'd like to, to really just learn a little bit about it, if you wouldn't mind telling me. Yeah, thanks, Scott. Um, so uh, auto refinancing, as, as the name implies, um, is, is fundamentally, it's the reducing of your interest rate and, and, and also hopefully uh, you're uh, lowering your uh, auto loan payment. And so uh, 80% of the public really doesn't even understand that you can refinance your, your auto loan. Of course, most of us are familiar if you have a mortgage that, yeah, you can refinance uh, your mortgage at a lower rate. We get advertisements for that all the time. Uh, student loans, obviously, um, has picked up a lot over the last uh, five, six years. Um, there's also been a large growth in, in, in refinancing the, the, the auto loans, and um, uh, fundamentally, uh, it's just uh, it's actually easier to do than, than refinancing a mortgage. Uh, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about that uh, in a little bit. Um, and uh, it's it's more about public awareness, uh, and so uh, we're doing our best uh, here at PenFed to 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 uh, make sure that people are aware that you can. Uh, get a, a low rate, uh, probably lower than what you have. Um, and there's a lot of reasons why you may not have gotten uh, a, a rate um, as low uh, as you could have when you originally got the loan. Uh, that could have had uh, to do with maybe you got some dealer incentives uh, that were more towards lowering the price um, uh, of the actual uh, auto loan, or maybe uh, it might have to do with the fact that um, uh, your credit score has improved uh, uh, greatly since then and uh, that the lender that you are getting the loan from uh, was basing it on uh, your prior credit score. So um, uh, over, over time, basically, a lot of people uh, uh, take a look at their auto loan as it, it continues to, to, uh, to actually amortize and, and, the, and the balances go down. And uh, they, they look at uh, their auto loan and, and some of them say, eh, it's not really kind of worth the trouble. But when you kind of consider that you can save probably somewhere between $100 and $150 a month on your auto loan. Uh, if you find the right lender, um, it's a, it can be a significant savings uh, over the life of the loan or just in your monthly payments. Uh, that certainly adds up. And, and you know, you preempted part of my question, which is why would a bank want to take the risk on you? And, and that sounds like, you know, over the time of a, a loan, you can figure out what uh, your, your credit score getting better. You can you know pay your bills. You're increasing your credit score by also paying off your uh, car loan in, in general. So, um, you know, there's many reasons that a bank might want to take that uh, risk on you and, and go ahead and refinance with you. Right. Absolutely. And there's I mean, there's a lot of lot of types of candidates, uh, obviously, for for auto refinance, almost everybody a, is a candidate, um, uh, but some people can save a lot more than others. And generally, uh, um, a, a lot of those folks are, are, are certainly people under the age of 35, because uh, if you generally get a six, seven year auto loan, which a lot of people do these days, and you're um, a year or two into it, when you, when you got that loan, you may have had a completely different uh, pay structure, 
Um, you may have had a completely different uh, debt structure um, than you had before. And you may not have even had a, a demonstrated uh, payment uh, if it's your first auto loan. Uh, and all of those things help improve your credit score. And th those are things that uh, banks um, and credit unions um, and other financial institutions look at before assigning the actual uh, rate uh, to, to your auto loan. So, you know, we've, we've established what these are. Uh, how, how do you actually do it? How do you get one of these refinances? Yeah, I'll jump in there. Hey, everyone. This is Sean. Uh, Scott, good morning. It's actually really easy. You know, when you compare, uh, like Jay mentioned, an auto refinance to a mortgage refinance, um, you know, certainly a mortgage refinance is, is a very thorough process with, with the appraisal, the application, you know, the underwriting. It's, it's very complex with an auto refinance. It's really similar to getting the initial auto loan. Um, you know, the most important thing I think that Jay alluded to is putting yourself in a better financial position. You know, so certainly borrowers or applicants, consumers who have either improved their credit profile, um, you know, credit like FICO score, credit score is really only one of the variables here. Um, but certainly consider, you know, if your credit score has improved since you got that initial loan, that's one of the most important factors to determine whether or not you're going to get a better interest rate, um, which inevitably is going to allow you to save more over the life of loan and, and interest that you actually pay to the financial institution. Um, so understanding kind of where you were and where you are and what your goals are, whether it's just lowering your monthly payment, lowering your interest rate, um, will, I think, help frame up whether or not you should consider the refi. Um, but inevitably, there's a lot of banks and credit unions out there that offer auto loan refinancing. Um, and essentially, it's, it's as simple as going and finding a lender like PenFed and seeing what the options are, what the rates are, and filling out a loan application from there. You know, we're going to ask for things. If you come to PenFed to refine auto loan, we're going to want to understand what the current payoff quote is. Um, so if you finance with another lender, you're trying to bring that loan to PenFed or, or any other credit union or bank for that matter. We're going to say, OK, what do you currently owe to that lender? So you go get your payoff quote. And that's basically the amount you're applying for with the auto refinance. From there, we're gonna ask maybe, uh, obviously the standard questions, right? Run your credit to make sure you're a qualified borrower, we'll assign the rate. And from there, you'll be able to see what the savings are, both in monthly payment. And if you get a lower interest rate, which is really the goal of an auto refi, uh, you can understand the amount that you would save over the life of the loan in the finance charge. So as you're shopping or considering an auto refi, I would advise to go out you know, certainly start on Google, start to shop what auto refinance rates look like. Uh, PinFed is kind of one of the leaders in the space in terms of having great rates. It's, it's one of the things we're known for. Um, you, so you can certainly visit our website, look at what the rates are that we have advertised and start to run some of the calculations. We have a calculator that uh, you basically plug in what your current rate is, what the potential new rate is, how much time, so how many months you have left on that current loan. Um, and in a lot of cases, you know, let's say you finance that first loan at 72 months, here you are 12 months down the road, so you've got 60 months remaining. You could basically run a calculation to say, okay, I don't want to extend the term. I want to, you know, only make 60 more payments. I don't want to make additional payments from what I originally financed. Um, and just by lowering your interest rate 25, 50, 100 basis points, so half a percent or one full percent, um, you know, over spread across 20, $30,000, you could, you, there's a tremendous amount of savings you could realize, uh, you know, over the, the next five years making that payment. Uh, so kind of to sum it up, it, it's very simple. 
Uh, you know, a lot of firms like credit unions, uh, like PenFed or other institutions have, you know, really a very seamless application process, which can be done in, in three to four minutes. Um, and, and really, the only other thing you have to consider is, you know, changing the title, um, you know, from maybe whoever the current lender is to PenFed or whomever you decide to refinance with. Uh, so in a nutshell, it's actually a very, very, very simple process for the consumer. A lot of these loans are top heavy when it comes to interest. And so is it still behoove the customer to uh, refinance, even if they're fairly far into their, their loan? Yeah, absolutely. And kind of alluding to, to the points I made prior, if you take your current situation, right, let's say you have a loan at 5% and you have 60 months remaining on that loan, the loan amount is, let's say, $20,000 at this point. If you were able to refinance that loan to a rate of 4%, 3.5% for $20,000 over still 60 months, the calculation using a, like an online calculator like I described will tell you the amount you're going to pay uh, comparing those two loans over the life of the loan in terms of interest, right? The finance charge. And that alone, typically on that uh, that loan size and those interest rate, uh, the the difference in uh, APR, 5% versus 4% or 3.5% um, is going to be upwards of $500 to $1,000, just depending on what the loan amount is and what the comparative rates are. So absolutely, you can save over the life of the loan by refinancing. So we, we've established what this can do for you. How do you know that you might be a good candidate for one of these? You know, what's the sort of best profile that these banks or credit unions are looking for when they're when people are trying to refinance hey i'll i'll, I'll take that one scott um you know it, it, to echo some of my colleagues here i mean number one you know banks are banks are in business to to help consumers lend money um and and there's a lot of you know it, it, it depends on the individual situation of every every customer and for them you know it, it's a, it's an assessment of do I want to lower my payments? Is my goal to save money? You know, lowering payments would typically involve either you know lowering the rate or extending the term, versus just saving money, saving interest. You're you're looking to to reduce your total interest rate. Um, you know, we're here just to provide the mechanism and the tools to to achieve whatever those goals are. Um, you know, as Jay alluded to earlier, you know, if your financial situation is improved, you potentially could save some money. Um, you know, you're going to qualify probably for a better rate if your if your credit scores improved or your 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 debt ratios improved, um, and you might as well take advantage of it. A lot of these loans are you know low cost or no cost. Um, you can pre-qualify to even get a sense of whether or not it, it makes sense. And as Sean alluded to earlier, uh, there's plenty of tools and calculators out there. We have again we have some on our on our website penfed.org where you can just go and 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 see what see what makes best sense for you. Um, but really, there's 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 nothing out there that 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 mimics to say what's best or not because it, it really depends on everybody's individual financial situation and their goals. So, as someone who is under 35 and and seems very likely for for one of these sorts of situations, uh, I wonder, you know, how do I know when a good thing is coming my way? So, um, you know, if I'm uh, if I've realized that my credit score might be going up or I might not even realize my credit score is going up or uh, my credit history is longer and a bank might lo look at that, uh, you know, more optimistically. So what are some of the things that might make me more valuable that I might not, not even realize? 
Yeah. Yeah. Again, I mean, I, you know, I think a lot of people today are empowered and they're aware. Um, there's plenty of tools and information out there to, to be able to monitor your credit scores. Um, if, you, if you get a new job, your income's improving, right? Those are some of the factors that lenders are, are, are typically considering. Yeah, it's your ability to pay, right? Um, so if you, if you think you're in one of those situations, um, and again, there's, there's tools out there where you can pre-qualify with, without even looking at, at your credit. Um, or, you know, you, you can submit an application, you, you know, it will, it will, it will, um, post a, post an inquiry to your credit. Um, but again, uh, it's, it's, it's up to the individual kind of to, to kind of make those assessments. And Scott, another thing to chip in on here, um, we've talked a lot about credit scores and obviously how that affects, uh, you know, how you get a rate assigned and, and, um, but another way that, uh, um, financial institutions, banks, credit unions actually set an interest rate is, uh, also with, uh, what's called loan to value. And so um, if you initially bought the car, um, let's say you bought it and it was worth $30,000 and you got a $30,000 loan and you mentioned, hey, what, what about like people who might be two or three years in the loan, uh, you know, and your balance is down to 15, should we really still be looking at that? Um, you, can, you can obviously, you know, extend the term, but you should also look to see, okay, well, hey, um, my uh, my actual lo- my cars uh, uh, hasn't depreciated that much. It's at twenty thousand dollars now, um, and uh, my loan balance is down to uh, below fifteen thousand. Um, so that actually it gives you what's uh, what's co- considered less than a ninety percent loan to value. Fifteen percent is, is uh, of twenty thousand is only seventy five percent. And most financial institutions know at that point you're not going to walk away from that vehicle. So they're willing to give you a, a much better interest rate uh, at that point. And so that 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 is something that you should definitely consider uh, when you're when you're sitting there saying, okay, uh, sh- should I refinance or not refinance? Two last things I wanted to cover before the break is cost and timing. Uh, you know, does this cost anything if you want to go in and and check if, if you're available for a refinancing? And then secondly, is when when you know is a good time? Is now a good time to do it? Yes, yeah, so I'll I'll take the first part of that question. Right when you talk about cost. Uh, it's kind of a yes and a no. So if you look at a lender like FinFed, right, to apply uh, to get a new loan, there are no costs other than your time, right? So you come to FinFed, you say, hey, I've got this loan. I want to refinance with you guys, you know, other than you taking the time to fill out the application, get the payoff quote, give us all that information so we can decide, hey, whether or not we want to essentially refinance that loan. Um, there really are no costs directly with PenFed. We don't have an application fee. We don't have a processing fee. It's just your time. Now, there are different state uh, requirements when it comes to like reassigning that title or registering a title to a, a new lien holder. Um, those are typically very, very small costs. Uh, but from that standpoint, inevitably, no, there are no fixed costs with the lender. Uh, I will say there are providers out there. Um, there's some really, really innovative fintechs out there that will handle everything I just mentioned for you. So they'll get the payoff quote from the old lien holder. They'll handle the payoff to the old lien holder. They'll apply on your behalf to a credit union or bank to switch that loan um, at a more favorable term and rate. However, those companies typically will charge like a processing fee, but you kind of have to make the determination for yourself. What's my time worth? Do I want to pay, let's say, a few hundred dollars to this fintech to do this on my behalf for some consumers, possibly? Although it's a it's a relatively low effort to be able to like get a payoff quote and assign a lien uh, to a new uh, financial institution, for example. Um, so you kind of have to make that call. But 
in a lot of ways, you could look at it like there are no fixed costs. There's no hard costs um, other than the time invested to to do that refi. Um, and Chris, if you want to kind of talk about whether or not it's a good time, I think you have a, a pretty good pulse on kind of the market and where we are given right everything that's going on um, and where the interest. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, Sean. I mean, um, you know, kind of similar to, to, you know, mortgage refinance or student loan refinance, you know, what it really comes down to is right now is an amazing time because we're in a low interest environment. We're in an environment that interest rates have been decreasing over time. And so what that means is you could have financed originally a couple of years ago and probably your rate's going to be significantly less, but you could finance just a couple months ago and you still may be able to save. Um, and there's a couple of reasons why, right? Because one, you know, rates have continued to decline. And two, you don't know whether or not the initial lender that was giving you that rate in the first place was the best rate out there, right? There's, there's plenty of banks, there's plenty of financial institutions out there, and they all offer different rates. Um, so it's, it's always a good time to kind of check out the market, get a feel for the market, uh, and see, and, and see whether or not you, you have some savings. Um, so really in this instance, it, it's particularly great because again, it's, it's declining market. On the flip side, you could be even in an, in, uh, a rising interest rate market and there's still that potential to save because again, we go back to those factors of maybe your, your, your financial positions changed as Jay alluded to, you're in a better equity position in your vehicle. So whether interest rates are falling or, or not, you should always be aware and always be checking out the market if, if, if there's some savings on the table. Plenty of hot irons to strike, it sounds like. We're going to take a quick break. My guests today are Jay Fee, the Vice President of Consumer Banking at PenFed Credit Union, Chris Klasinski, the Director of Direct Auto Lending at PenFed Credit Union, and Sean Worthy, the Assistant Vice President for Corporate and Business Development at PenFed Credit Union. I'm your moderator, Scott Massioni, on the discussion, Smart Auto Shopping and Financing, sponsored by PenFed Credit Union on Federal News Network. Okay, parachutes ready. Boy, the things I go through to get auto loan rates as low as 1.39% APR on new vehicles with PenFed. You are aware that you don't have to be a military member to save hundreds on your auto loan, aren't you? Anyone can join PenFed. As someone terrified of heights, I probably should have looked into that. Probably. Drop me off at the shore. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash autos or call 1-800-247-5626. Advertised rates available through the PenFed car buying service. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Welcome back to the discussion, Smart Auto Shopping and Financing, sponsored by PenFed Credit Union on Federal News Network. My guests today are Jay Fee, the Vice President of Consumer Banking at PenFed Credit Union, Chris Klazinski, the Director of Direct Auto Lending at PenFed Credit Union, and Sean Worthy, the Assistant Vice President for Corporate and Business Development at PenFed Credit Union. I'm your moderator, Scott Massioni. Uh, so now we're just going to talk about financing in general, because, you know, there's lots of different ways that you can finance. You can finance it for a new car, a used car, and, you know, refinancing in general, which we've been talking about. So when you are looking into financing, what are the best ways to do some homework and how can you do your research to make sure you're getting a good deal? Yeah, I think the most important thing to consider here is, uh, you know, there's a lot of studies that we get from from some of our business partners that we work with. Um on research around how much time do consumers spend researching a vehicle, finding the right vehicle. Uh, it's a very interesting stat. And it's actually, you know, it's funny as I was um, kind of considering when you're, when you're talking about financing, how to answer this question, 
you know, it's going to be really interesting to see how some of these statistics change uh, due to the whole pandemic, due to COVID. Uh, so in general, kind of what we understand is consumers are spending about 90 days. Once they determine, hey, I'm a, you know, I'm in the market for a car, they're spending on average about 90 days to research what the right vehicle is. They're going to kind of drill down to classification, right? Do I want a minivan? Do I want an SUV? Is it a sedan? Uh, do I want a sports car? Right? Whatever it may be. So it's taking about 90 days to kind of whittle it down to that exact make and model color. Um, over that 90 days, consumers are spending anywhere from 15 to 20 hours. And again, a lot of these studies I'm referencing are kind of pre-COVID. So it'd be very interesting to see how this changes over time. Um, but all of the, the metrics and the time spent I'm referencing is solely around finding the right vehicle. Consumers typically omit the need to research how they're going to finance the car, pay for the car, whatever their uh, lease the car, right? Whatever that, that detrimentation is. Um, and that's kind of the number one point I want to drive home here. You've got to spend time researching financing. And a lot of that's going to depend on things like, are you buying a new car? Are you buying a used car? Are you going to lease? Um, and each to their own has pros and cons, right? There's benefits to leasing, there's benefits to buying new, and there's certainly benefits to buying a quality pre-owned. Um, but that's where, that's that's kind of my best advice to friends and family, right? When you're, when you determine, hey, I'm in the market for a car, sure, you want to make sure you get the right car that fits the needs of yourself or your family, um, but you definitely want to invest time in researching how you're going to pay for that vehicle. There's a lot of great tools. There's a lot of great outlets uh, online, right? Um, there's a lot of podcasts that you can listen to and subscribe to. Uh, certainly PenFed, right? I always plug PenFed. We're a great resource. Uh, just to, to, We have a lot of great shopping articles on our website. We've got a lot of great content to help kind of understand what the options are when it comes to financing. But that's kind of the number one point I would want to drive home is do your research when you're ready to buy a car, make sure you spend at least a couple hours to determine what's the best situation for myself to be able to purchase this vehicle. So, you know, let's say you are doing the research, what sort of things should you keep in mind? I mean, there's a lot of different mixes that you can do. You can put a big down payment and a smaller finance, a bigger finance and a lower down payment. You know, what are, what are some of the options that you have for that? Yeah, I would say, you know, it's going to depend on the consumer, right? Every situation is kind of unique, um, but you need to, you know, one way I would look at it is once you do sort of select the car that you think fits your needs, uh, whatever, you know, there's a, a very powerful tool out there, TrueCar, right? We partner with TrueCar uh, through our car buying service, and you could kind of get a sense for one through their tool, what should I be paying for this car? So kind of once you lock down that number, right? Let's say you land on a vehicle and you determine, okay, on average for this exact vehicle, consumers are paying about $20,000, right? What I would say is consider what your tolerance is for that monthly payment. Um, you know, a good rule of thumb in the industry is 10% of your net income per month. So if you make 4,000 bucks a month in net income, then you could, you should be looking at a payment around 300 to $400. That 10% rule is, is really an all-in factor. So you're uh, car payment, your insurance, maybe some gas costs and a little bit uh, set aside for maintenance. Um, but that's one thing certainly to consider is is like how much you can afford. There's a lot of really great affordability calculators out there based on right the, the purchase price of that vehicle and how much money you make. Um, it's, it's a really good kind of rule right to follow when it comes to considering 
uh, you know, how much you can afford. There's there's a lot of great uh, resources out there to, uh, as Sean was saying, to actually uh, go out and, and, and factor in what are you actually paying for the vehicle? You know, Sean, Sean mentioned True Car. Probably the first thing, the biggest mistake that people do um, uh, when they're going out and looking at, at buying a car is uh, they don't really understand kind of what the total amount is that they're going to finance. And so, um, you know, fundamentally, you, know, you, you, you hear MSRP and everybody's like, well, I'm not paying MSRP. Nobody pays MSRP. So if there's tools out there like True Car where you can actually go out and see what the total um, actual uh, uh, um, average amount is for the kind of car that you're buying. But you also need to factor in uh, some of the other things, uh, title, taxes, tags, delivery fees. Generally, they can run anywhere from, depending on the amount of the vehicle, they can run you know, as, as little as $1,000 if you're buying a used vehicle under like uh, under 10,000, but they can run, you know, several thousand dollars if you're buying, uh, say, a, a luxury X, a SUV, you know, kind of over over 40,000. Um, so um, factor in if for an a, uh, average purchase there, you know, $25,000 um, uh, that you're going to actually pay probably close to, to, to $2,000 in, in taxes, titles, uh, fees, uh, et cetera. Um, once you have all that, and um, you're kind of sitting there going, okay, well, what can I afford? Uh, Sean, Sean's already covered uh, a lot of the, the things in terms of, you know, what banks um, and, and uh, auto finance companies and credit unions look at when you're looking at, okay, how are we going to evaluate what uh, extension of credit and what what actual rate to assign? And when you're looking at that, um, there's things called debt to income, which is your total debts to your income which generally you don't want to exceed over 45% uh, if you're looking for like what's called a prime uh, or super prime rate, which is generally the rate that most people want. Um, and uh, they're the lowest rates. And then there's also uh, things like um, uh, the payment to income. And as, as uh, Sean alluded there, uh, it's uh, generally uh, you want that to, to be about 10% of your monthly uh, amount there. So um, when you're looking after you've decided what you can actually afford and what the actual amount's going to be, obviously then it gets to the point of trying to then select an auto financing source. And so there's lots of great places to go out there and look to see what rates different people are offering. There's, there's marketplaces out there that you can go out to and you can just kind of, you, you throw your name out there and then uh, unfortunately you get bombarded with offers. Uh, uh, there's also uh, other places you can go and you can see there's a, a lot of people uh, that advertise their rates in, in a marketplace. You have to be a little careful uh, when you're starting to look at uh, the, those types of places like Credit Karma because um, uh, they can be great resources, but there's also sometimes there's reasons why those, those folks are being uh, sponsored and promoted out there. And it's not necessarily because they're the best rates, it's because they've uh, paid for placement out there. Um, so I would encourage everyone who's going out there and looking um, to, to, to you know, look at your local bank, um, and but also uh, look at a credit union. Most people don't know that uh, you can actually, uh, and there's a lot of credit unions that you can actually join, and credit unions generally have better rates than most banks. Um, and so uh, they're, they're, they operate at, at lower costs, um, they don't make as much money, they don't, uh, 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 they're not bound to shareholder wealth on the same, same way that banks are, so therefore, that's the reason why they're so good at auto loans, and that's why they offer the best rates. Um, so I would encourage you to go out to your, your, your local credit union site or, or PenFed uh, and, and look to see what the offering uh, is there. Um, 
bankrate.com uh, can give you kind of an overall idea of, of, of what kind of the, the uh, what a good rate is um, if you're looking for just kind of a, a, a balance out there. Um, so uh, that, that those would be some of the, the resources that I would highlight. Is there anything that consumers could be or should be wary of? Uh, you know, we all want a Bentley, but sometimes uh, a company will try and convince you that you can buy a Bentley when really you should be buying a Honda Civic. Uh, you know, what, what should you be careful of? What should you keep in mind when you're doing this research and, um, you know, take with a grain of salt or maybe not take with a grain of salt? One of the, the keys really um, to that is it's, it's what's called total cost of ownership. And so, you know, it's, it's the mistake that people do with cars and homes. A lot of times they, they look at, wow, I can afford that several hundred thousand dollar home. And then they realize, uh, yeah, they, they can afford the, the, the payments on the house, but um, it's, uh, you know, there's also an electricity bill and a lawn bill um, uh, and a ton of other things that go in there with total cost of ownership. Same thing applies to actually to a vehicle, of course. Um, most people figure that out with their first car, that it's not just the the car payment, it's also, as Sean talked about, you've got, uh, you've got insurance, you've got gas, uh, you've got a ton of other things uh, uh, that, that go into it. Um, and, and generally, when you're looking at, at the, the, those types of things, you have to have a, what you would consider kind of a monthly budget on top of uh, actual your, your, your car payment. And you should look into to making sure that you can afford that so you're, you're not house poor or car poor. Great. Um, you, you know, when it comes to actually financing one of these cars, who, who should you look into? Should you work through the manufacturer? Should you work through the dealership? You know, there's so many options with this. Uh, what, what are some of the best ways to do that? And, and is it better to work through the manufacturer? Um, you know, I, th I think it really comes down to a couple things. One, you have to consider, are you, are you looking for a new car or used car? Um, so for instance, take new car, for example, um, you know, with, when, you're, when you're shopping a new car, um, you're, you're probably going to see on a manufacturer website or other sites, you're going to see a couple options. So they'll, they'll probably promote a, a low interest rate, maybe a 0% rate, um, but they'll usually offer alternatives. And those alternatives are some form of rebate. And, and a lot of times what you find is that it's kind of an either or. You can either have the cash, the rebate to lower the price of the vehicle, or you could have this very attractive rate in, in financing. Um, Typically, from a manufacturer side, there, there's, there's trade-offs between those, um, and and so what you can find is actually if, if there are rebates on on a vehicle, it's probably better not to actually finance with the manufacturer because you can probably combine that rebate with another lender uh, and and get a low rate and get those rebates on top of it. Uh, and additionally, what you got to consider too is is a lot of the times manufacturers made an offer extended term financing, so um, you know 84 months. Uh, you know, there's some lenders out there that, that support 96 months. I, I personally wouldn't recommend financing a car that long. Um, but, you know, manufacturers uh, usually don't go that high on terms, which again, can come down to affordability. So maybe you really want to take that extra step. You're looking kind of at the mid-grade car, but to jump to that upper grade car, uh, you may need to get a longer term. Manufacturers may not be able to provide that option. Uh, and then used cars, typically, you know, manufacturers, unless it's a certified pre-owned vehicle, um, which, which manufacturers support, typically it's, it's kind of left up to the dealer. So you usually don't find a lot of, a lot of, uh, you know, super attractive low rate offers on used vehicles. Uh, and, and then that, that's where, again, you know, probably if you're shopping a used car, you're going to be, you're going to be 
checking out available rates um, you know, through a credit union or you know the dealer can help help place you somewhere. And again, with used cars, there's typically not any rebates to offset. So you're really just trying to get the best rate possible at that point. Yeah, and Scott, if I could jump in, I've got a kind of a specific use case, right, where I was able to you know, take advantage of an OEM offer. So I bought a, a Chevrolet, right? It was actually a Suburban um, a little over a year ago. And to get, it was like a four or $5,000 cash rebate, but you had to finance with the manufacturer. You had to have finance with GM Financial. Um, but the rate, and it was the market rate. So like the, the tier A, the leading rate uh, was 5%. So to finance the vehicle and get the cash rebate, I had to finance with GM. So I decided to because of that cash rebate but I had a 5% interest rate and literally within three months I had actually refinanced the loan to PenFed. So there's, you know, the, like Chris said, right. It kind of depends on what that OEM offer is. Um, you know, in some examples you may get 0% is very common amongst OEMs uh, manufacturers. So there'll be like a $3,000 cash rebate or 0% financing. So if you arrange your own financing, you can get the $3,000 cash rebate. Sometimes they come together kind of like in my scenario, uh, so kind of doing your research, there's a lot of tools out there where you can do the calculations to determine, hey, is it better to take the cash rebate, take 0%? Uh, you know, if you take the cash rebate, obviously, I would recommend arranging your own financing. And you kind of got to do the calculations to say, hey, which one is going to be better for me? You know, in my scenario, I determine, hey, I'll take the cash rebate, finance with GM Financial. And I know, you know, I've got, obviously, I'm an employee of credit union or of, of, I'm an employee of PinFed. Um, so it was a no-brainer for me to, you know, to flip that loan over over to PinFed. Um, but at the end of the day, I put myself in a much better financial position when, uh, you know, I did all the math and determined, like, okay, this is obviously what's going to be best for me personally. Right. Quick question before we go to break: When you go in to finance something, what should you know about yourself? I'll start that one. I think, you know, obviously understanding uh, your your credit, right? Understanding what your FICO is. Uh, do you pay your bills on time? You know, those are certainly going to be factors in the rate that you will qualify for. Um, you know, I would say always consider getting pre-approved. You know, if you get pre-approved, so basically you could go to, a, you know, a credit union or a bank and say, I want to apply for a loan. I haven't picked out a vehicle yet. You know, that financial institution in most cases is going to tell you, here's the dollar amount that we will qualify you for. So you apply for the loan and they say, hey, OK, we think you're worthy of up to thirty thousand dollars. Now, you know, you can shop essentially like a cash buyer. Right? You got a check in your pocket with PenFed up to thirty thousand bucks. You can go into that dealership or browse online knowing, OK, I can I can purchase a vehicle up to thirty thousand dollars. That will allow you to negotiate with the dealership or the seller like you're a cash buyer. You don't have to worry about financing. You're already pre-approved. I mean, it, it really you know, gives you the ammunition to negotiate the price of the vehicle and not have to worry about like monthly payment. How am I going to you know, finance this vehicle? So that's kind of a, a good rule of thumb I give to friends and family is get pre-approved, shop like a cash buyer, worry about the purchase price, and then you don't have to really consider the financing. To tag on to that, I, I'd also say uh, understand what you want to walk out of there uh, with um, if you're at, if you're going to be going to uh, go to a dealer uh, and you're purchasing the vehicle. Understand, um, do you are, you are you looking to get a vehicle with an extended warranty? Um, uh, because a lot of people um, get to the point in the purchase process at a dealership and they have a, a monthly payment in mind and they've established the purchase price, <clears throat> but they 
haven't uh, considered, do they want certain other options on the vehicle? Have, they haven't considered whether they actually want to um, uh, get an extended warranty or, or gap insurance um, or some of these other products uh, uh, that they're gonna be uh, uh, sold um, after they've actually determined what the, 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 the purchase price of the vehicle is. Um, so uh, having an understanding of that will really uh, make the, uh, the purchase process a much more pleasant experience than kind of feeling surprised or, or oh, wow, yeah, I, I, I wanted to have this monthly payment. And then I, I went and then by the time it was all over, I was paying $100 more a month. Yeah, I'll, maybe I'll tack on there too, right? It kind of kind of summarize and, and also elaborate more, you know, know as much as you can. Be comfortable with what you want to you, you you're look you're shopping for. Be comfortable with what you're you're intending for, but also at the same time, you know, don't be afraid to you know if, if walk away. Right? You can you can always come back in. You can always shop. There's plenty of cars out there. Um, you, you know, if if you start going to the dealership or you go to a lot, and you're looking at a used car, new car, and and maybe you find something new. Take some time. You know, take a step back and 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 make sure it's the right decision. In the end, you want to be happy with your purchase, right? Kind of some of the, you know, buying a vehicle, buying a home is kind of some of the most expensive purchases, you know, we'll go through in our lives outside of probably college or, or, or marriage these days, right? But uh, you, you want to make sure you're, you're making the right decision and, and you don't regret it in the end. So be confident, be comfortable, and, uh, you know, don't be afraid. If, if, you, if you need to take a time out, take a time out. Good to know. We'll take one more break. My guests today are Jay Fee, the Vice President of Consumer Banking at PenFed Credit Union, Chris Klazinski, the Director of Direct Auto Lending at PenFed Credit Union, and Sean Worthy, the Assistant Vice President for Corporate and Business Development at PenFed Credit Union. I'm your moderator, Scott Massioni, on the discussion, Smart Auto Shopping and Financing, sponsored by PenFed Credit Union on Federal News Network. Okay, parachutes ready. Boy, the things I go through to get auto loan rates as low as 1.39% APR on new vehicles with PenFed. You are aware that you don't have to be a military member to save hundreds on your auto loan, aren't you? Anyone can join PenFed. As someone terrified of heights, I probably should have looked into that. Probably. Drop me off at the shore. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org autos or call 1-800-247-5626. Advertised rates available through the PenFed car buying service. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Welcome back to the discussion, Smart Auto Shopping and Financing, sponsored by PenFed Credit Union on Federal News Network. My guests today are Jay Fee, the Vice President of Consumer Banking at PenFed Credit Union, Chris Klazinski, the Director of Direct Auto Lending at PenFed Credit Union, and Sean Worthy, the Assistant Vice President for Corporate and Business Development at PenFed Credit Union. I'm your moderator, Scott Massioni. And, you know, we've talked all about financing now, all about refinancing. Let's talk about shopping. What is changing in auto shopping in this this year? Yeah, I'll take that. Um, you know, I think auto shopping in general has just been going through tremendous disruption, um, even pre-pandemic. Uh, the pandemic has definitely escalated that and expedited it. But you saw even before that, uh, new players coming into the market, um, vendors like Carvana, um, Vroom, uh, being able to, you know, you, you see these car vending machines. It's, it's a very different way of buying a car. Uh, you have manufacturers now actually engaging in, in, in certain instances of, of selling used vehicles directly to consumers, off-lease vehicles, things like that. Um, you, you, also, the big shift in general is, you know, you're in the internet age. 
And there's a proliferation of information out there. Plenty of service providers, like we mentioned before, TrueCar, lenders, even such as ourselves, we're, we're engaging in trying to educate our consumers on, on available options, not just financing, but available options with, with cars. Um, and that's you know, one of our goals here is to try to help, help educate our, our customers, our members, um, and, and making sure that they're, they're, they're purchasing the right car that meets their needs. Um, you know, again, also as, as population goes, you know, people have historically dreaded um, purchasing vehicles. Um, a lot of it comes down to just the, the agony of shopping for it, the research, as we had mentioned, the amount of time it takes to, to maybe, you know, finance the vehicle, work with the dealer. Um, and, and people are impatient about that. And so, you know, you're seeing things change in terms of the ability to um, uh, sign documents electronically. Uh, I think probably expedited with, with the pandemic. You don't even have to step foot at a dealership anymore. You know, again, outside of, of on online services like Groom and Carvana, you can actually work with dealers. A lot of dealers during the pandemic um, started bringing cars to your house to test drive um, to give you that safety and assurance that you didn't have to leave your house and go somewhere else. They're coming to you. Um, so a lot of it really just comes down to, you know, again, the research, finding the car you want. And, and once you've, when, you've kind of had that in mind, working with the partners to, uh, to meet your needs. So, yeah, just tagging on to what Chris was saying, um, yeah, I think uh, I have uh, teenagers and now, and now college-age kids. And uh, I remember taking them uh, car shopping there as they were turning 17 and 18, watching, watching me buy a car. And I, I think they were horrified uh, and, uh, that uh, it wasn't as easy as going out on Amazon and clicking the buy button. Um, they viewed it as a, a medieval process and wanted to know why it took four hours to buy a car. Um, uh, you know, that, that was a couple of years ago. Uh, lots of, lots of um, car dealers and then uh, financial institutions uh, too have been trying to simplify the process. And it's, it's, you're just seeing those changes now uh, taking place. And, and, and COVID uh, has really caused us uh, as financial institutions and also in the dealers to, 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 to really change the way that we provide vehicles and financing uh, to consumers. Uh, it's really kind of forced things up very qu in a very fast manner. Uh, so we, we know COVID's changed a lot of things. It's really changed the, the car buying process. And so now you can pretty much find a, a lot of information uh, out there. You, you have been able to for the last, uh, last 10 years out on the internet, but now you're actually able to take that information and uh, work remotely with the dealer, as Chris said, and actually drive people um, uh, and, and drive the dealer to actually uh, give you the car the way that you want it um, and on your timing. So um, consumers should not feel uh, at this point that, uh, that they're being told what to do um, uh, uh, during the purchase process. Um, so they're, they're much more in control and information um, and the access to information is, is certainly uh, the, the key to that. So, you know, before this, we were talking about the financing and, and the credit score. It's important to know your credit score. Uh, when you come in, you got to make sure that it's safe as well. We know that the government was recently hacked. And that's one of the, we think, the safest places when it comes to cyber. So keeping yourself uh, protected is also very important. How do we, uh, you know, make sure that our credit score is kept safe and not being used by some, you know, dark web person or, uh, you know, credit card errant lost in a mall or something like that 
Yeah, one. So I, I'll say, right, when you're when you're like applying for financing and you're sharing your social security number with financial institutions or, you know, the dealer on a on a credit application, I, I think first and foremost, whoever you are working with, like if it's if it's the dealer you choose or the financial institution, you're sharing very, very personal and private information. Um, so I think that's like the first thing to consider, right? Who who are you working with? Like you obviously have to trust these companies that you're providing this very, very personal information to. Um, so I would say that's kind of step one is consider who you're working with and sharing this information with, like, are they a trusted source? You obviously need to be very, uh, you know, considerate of, of, of that fact. Um, beyond that, you know, there's a lot of tools out there. Some are free. Um, you know, you take uh, like Credit Karma, for example, if a new, um, if, if somebody pulls your credit, you know, they'll give you uh, like an email notification, text notification. Hey, we noticed there's a new inquiry on your profile. Those are free services. They're not as timely as some of the paid services, but it's a good place to start. There's a lot of, you know, a lot of paid services out there that do credit monitoring. They do the repair. Should, you know, somebody uh, take a loan out or apply for credit on your behalf, they'll remediate those cases. So they'll contact the bureaus, fix the inquiries, do all the legwork for you, but those are paid services, some, you know, with some sort of like monthly subscription fee. Um, and then kind of the third thing, which not a lot of people know exists is you could consider freezing your credit. So you can actually contact the bureau agencies. You can contact Equifax or TransUnion or all three and say, hey, I want a, a freeze put on my account. Um, not necessarily something I would recommend because anytime you do want to apply for credit, it becomes a roadblock. You then have to contact the reporting agency, let them know, hey, I'm trying to apply for a car loan with PenFed or whomever, and please allow PenFed access to my credit report so they can approve my loan. Um, but there, there are a lot of tools out there. I think it, it most importantly, be very, very aware of who you decide to share that, that very private and personal information with from the, from the get-go to avoid any you know, any potential lapse of breach of, of sharing of that information. It sounds like just frequently checking your credit, making sure that you, you're up to date on what your number is and you would notice any anomalies, right? Yeah, absolutely. Great. Yeah, uh, I think I think it comes down to, you know, awareness, uh, you know, making sure you take an active role in, in keeping your credit safe. And it's, it's your credit, it's your identity. Um, those are very personal to you. And, and you know, it's not just people that that shop on the internet. You know, anybody can be a victim to identity fraud or credit fraud, and so it's really up to you to be diligent and 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 take control of that. And speaking of credit, Jay, can you just talk about some of the credit options that there are out there for people? Yeah. Um, so fundamentally, of course, there there's there's uh, there's financing. There's the uh, which uh, traditionally uh, it, it's a, an installment loan. There's also leases. Um, uh, you have to really decide really when you're going into um, the, uh, actually doing the financing uh, purpose of the vehicle. You need to look and, and say, how long am I going to be in this vehicle? That's the first thing that you should probably use to determine what type of uh, um, uh, financing option you want to go to. Um, leasing is good for some people. Some people do not do not like that. We actually at PenFed have a, a balloon note uh, that takes the place of, uh, of of leasing. It's the same thing uh, as a lease, um, uh, except it's done uh, with an installment loan. Um, and uh, basically, you 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 have a uh, a, a three-year term, and at the end of uh, that three or four-year term, uh, 
you then um, either uh, have to pay the, the full amount or, 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 or refinance uh, the loan. Uh, so it's a slightly different from, from a lease in, in that perspective. Um, I would consider uh, looking at longer terms if you're going to stay in a car for, 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 for uh, certainly for above three years. Uh, then that, that in, in that case, look at a 72-month a, a uh, um, loan. Uh, if you're only going to be in that vehicle for, though, for two years, I, I wouldn't recommend necessarily going with a, an 84-month term. Uh, and so uh, you also want to look at uh, when you're looking at the financing options that are out there uh, and you've, you've chosen a financial institution or you're comparing financial institutions, understand uh, do they actually set their uh, their rates by term? So, some, some financial institutions have the same same rate no matter what term you select. Um, and so that's uh, that, that, that's important to understand when you're deciding uh, which which actual uh, um, uh, product or which actual uh, financing option to select. Any things to keep in mind now that we're in this COVID era? Uh, how things have changed? How you might be able to work that to your advantage during um, you know the way that you buy, the way that you finance. Yeah, I think it, it, if you're if, if you're talking about the shopping process, um, you know, kind of going back to what Sean alluded to before about knowing who you're buying from, um, you know, making that decision to, however you feel safe. Do you want to deal with a private party if you're shopping with a used car, or would you be more comfortable working with a dealer? Right, dealers are probably uh, you know a more professional setting. They they have their reputation on the line. Um, again, we talked about it earlier, the fact that there's, there's plenty of dealers in these days that they'll, they'll bring the car to you. They want your business. Uh, those are things to consider. So you know, I'd say I definitely in these days, I recommend going to the professional sources, dealers. Um, not to say that working with a third party is a bad thing. You, you have to develop that trust and relationship, just kind of the same thing. Do, do you, do you want to hang out with certain friends at a restaurant or not? Right. We, we all have to take care and, and be cognizant these days of being safe. And, you know, the same thing applies to, to, to the financing side of it. Um, you know, pre, pre-arranging your financing saves time when you're shopping. And so if, if you're pre-approved, you don't have to spend more time in a dealer outside your home setting where you may be exposed or whatnot. So getting pre-approved, working with the lenders that, that you feel comfortable with, uh, again, you know, those are all things that probably people should consider in, 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 their, in their shopping process these days. Great. Well, I'd like to thank our guests today, Jay, Chris, and Sean. Thank you so much. It's, it's been a real informative conversation. Our pleasure. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for your time. Thank you, Scott. Once again, Jay Fee is the Vice President of Consumer Banking at PenFed Credit Union. Chris Kleninsky is the Director of Direct Auto Lending at PenFed Credit Union. And Sean Worthy is the, the Assistant Vice President for Corporate and Business Development at PenFed Credit Union. I'm your moderator, Scott Massioni, and you're listening to Federal News Network. For more on this discussion, visit federalnewsnetwork.com and search PenFed. Thank you for listening to the discussion, Smart Auto Shopping and Financing, sponsored by PenFed Credit Union on Federal News Network. Okay, parachute's ready. Boy, the things I go through to get auto loan rates as low as 1.39% APR on new vehicles with PenFed. You are aware that you don't have to be a military member to save hundreds on your auto loan, aren't you? Anyone can join PenFed. As someone terrified of heights, I probably should have looked into that. Probably. Drop me off at the shore. 
PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash autos or call 1-800-247-5626. Advertised rates available through the PenFed car buying service. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. When we need help, we turn to government. When government needs help, they turn to Federal News Network. Federal News Network, helping feds meet their mission.